Welcome, welcome back to She Can Talk the Podcast. I am your host, Colleen, aka Gongoli MC on Instagram. If you want to see what we drop in musically, what we're streaming, if you want to book me for a show, a collab, an interview, whatever, or Colleen Eat Wings on Instagram if you want to know what we're saucing, tossing, shaking, and baking. Because you know it's the holiday time about to come up too. So you know I'm gonna get real heavy in the cooking soon. Even though portions will be smaller, but that's another story. Or we have multiple IGs for She Can Talk the Podcast, Doe underscore records. But you can simply just go over to www.doerecords.com. You can see the music. Or you can hear the music, you can listen to the podcast, you can submit music for consideration if you feel you got what it takes and you want Doe Records to give you a shot, check you out. You can do all that over there at doerecords.com. Okay, <clears throat> I'm proud of myself, all you guys. You've been hearing me a little bit more. And so anyway, we're going to get right into it. This episode, it's going to be a very interesting one. I'm talking about accountability. And um, just some things that I've observed recently. So overall, the theme will be accountability. But this is what we're talking about. Um, A couple weeks ago, Keith Lee, and if you're not familiar with Keith Lee, I follow him on TikTok and Instagram. Um, He has really wholesome content. The reason why I follow him, because you know, A, I'm a foodie. B, I love wings. C, I cook food and I also post it on the gram. So, you know, I don't have a restaurant and as of right now, I don't have any dreams of having a restaurant, but who knows that might change. The Lord might bless me with an opportunity to own one and I might go that route. Who knows? But, um, food is interesting to me and food is something that I definitely like to participate in the eating of the making, creating, etc. So watching his reviews is not only interesting because I'm a foodie but the Keith Lee effect is real meaning that um if you are a underrated restaurant an unknown restaurant a struggling restaurant but you provide good quality food good quality customer service and you're just overall really you know providing for your community like serving your community then he's gonna come through he's gonna check you out, try your food out, give you a really good, honest review. And if you, if the review is good, <laughs> then you're going to get that Keith Lee effect. Meaning that like he's come back days, weeks, months later to these restaurants after he reviewed them and lines out the door, you know, some of the owners, you know, they're crying. They're like, you know, just like expressing their gratitude for Keith coming out and, highlighting their restaurant and then showing the results, their their testimonies. It's very heartwarming. It's something I love because like I told you in a couple of episodes back, I'm really into cleansing the frequencies. So I like to watch positive things and things that's going to uplift those vibrations, right? Because we're human and I'm human and I could, you know, we all can easily lower the frequencies, especially nowadays. So, you know, you got to be vigilant and adamant about you know, what we're taking in. So I like Keith Lee because he'll go anywhere. And if you hit him up and you say, hey, look, I got a restaurant, you know, my, my restaurant's over here. Or, hey, I've been to this place. You might want to try it out. He'll listen. 
and then he get enough of views or enough suggestions of, about a certain place or whatever. And maybe not. Maybe he might get a story from like a relative or, or the owner of the restaurant themselves. And it might touch him in a way that it moves his spirit to go out there and do a review. He does it. And I've seen the Keith Lee effect. <clears throat> and everyone that he reviews, I basically follow. Have like He's from Vegas, if I'm not mistaken. And... I haven't even, you know, I've been to Vegas like a couple of times, but I have not been to Vegas recently, but I have a whole hell of a lot to eat on my to eat list in Vegas just because of so many different places that he's bigged up there. And now he's taking it on the road. He's becoming more popular. He's, he is popular. He's 14 million followers on TikTok plus, you know, other platforms. So, you know, you, you should be somewhat familiar with him at this point. And he does good reviews, you know, honest reviews. And he tells you, hey, I'm not here for the celebrities. I'm like, I don't want you to recognize who I am. I don't want it to be about me. I want it to be like, yo, your food is your food. You're selling it. Like, if this is a regular day, regular business as usual, this is the quality of food that you bring daily. And that's what I want. So sometimes he'll, um, you know, like, I guess... You know, he tries to be as low-key as possible, but because he's becoming more famous and people are like, he's like Gordon Ramsay. It's like, you don't want to see Gordon Ramsay, Keith Lee, or um, there's a couple of few of them, but you don't want to see these type of people showing up at your restaurant unexpectedly, put it like that, because they're going to give honest reviews. Now, Gordon Ramsay would be more on the aggressive side, you know, and he'll be like, shut this shit down. This restaurant does not need to be even in operation. He'll yell at you on site. Keith Lee is mild-mannered, you know. He's a Christian man, family man. He speaks very calm. He has a very soothing way about him, kind of almost like similar to Tabitha Brown. Like, it brings you in. It's kind of like, okay, I'm, what, he, what is he talking about? He has my attention. You know, soothing, welcoming vibe. And he's always positive. He's always like, you know, give God the blessings. Thanks for the blessings. God is good. God is amazing. Like, he's always testifying in every video, and that's dope as well. So, <clears throat> recently... Which is a couple of foodies that I do watch, you know, like, but Keith Lee this week is making rounds. And the reason why he's making rounds is he spent a week in Atlanta and he brought his family out there. And well, this was about a week or two ago, but, um, he brought his family out there. And because, you know, it's Atlanta, he's a big, he has 14 million followers on just TikTok alone. So someone's going to, in some capacity, is going to see his face and be like, hey, minute, I know who you are. And then if you're in a restaurant and you see him walking, you're going to be like, wait a minute, I know who you are for sure. So he wanted to be low key about it so he can get the actual experience, the actual customer service provided without it being gassed up or souped up because it's a celebrity food critic. So... One restaurant, you know, he, you know, he sends his wife's in, his wife and his mother-in-law and his mother in. Without him, he waits in the car. He, they try to order food to go because ultimately, if you look at his videos, his MO is he'll eat in the car. He'll go to the restaurant or he'll have someone go order the food, bring it back to the car. He reviews it in the car. Um, very rare. I've seen him in a restaurant, honestly. So this was no different for him as far as like him getting up, having his family order the food and he wait in the car. So strike one, 
one restaurant said, hey, we don't do to-go orders, so it's a no. I'm like, what? Okay. And so he was like, okay, well, we'll sit inside and eat. Because then it, ultimately what they said, you know, when they told him, hey, hey we can't do to-go, he said, well, what you possibly could do is you guys eat in the restaurant because you're hungry. I'll wait in the car. Once you're done, you can just kind of order enough food for me and then bring it out to the car and I'll review it that way. Um, they said, okay, that'll work. So they went back to the counter and said, hey, we want to um, eat in. And how long is the wait? They said, oh, an hour and a half. An hour and a half wait. Now, disclaimer, let me go back a little bit. So this restaurant is a famous Real Housewife of Atlanta's restaurant, Candy Burris, and the restaurant is called Old Lady Gang. But, um, yeah, so they don't do takeout, you know, for... I don't know, whatever reason they have. And they had a long hold or wait time for a sit-in dining this day. So they said, okay. They went out to the car. They told her, told Keith Lee, like, hey, you know, it's going to be an hour and a half. Like, what do you want to do? He was like, really? So I think at this point he was just testing the waters to see, like, let me see if this is just really. Because that's what he says. He says, I want to know if it's customer service, if it's the food, or is it bad marketing? Like, why is this restaurant not thriving or, you know, the reviews are bad or they're just not getting traffic. So he, he, he goes there and he actively seeks out like underrated restaurants or unknown restaurants, small mom and pop restaurants and see, you know, what it is. So he critiques it by the food, first and foremost, customer service, and then this overall like location marketing, like is what's causing them to not be bigger than or more successful. So I don't know if this was part of his theory, like, cause you know, like I said, he checks those three factors. So he walked in when he walked in, immediately patrons that were in there eating, customers, knew who he was immediately. They're like, oh my God, Keith Lee. They start gathering around him, taking pictures. He's signing autographs. He and his wife is taking pictures, like with the patrons. So now the restaurant's like, oh shit, Keith Lee is here. And he's like, hey, you know, I, I wanted to eat here, you know, blah, blah, blah. Like, how long is the wait? He, the lady says, oh, we're actually getting a table for you together right now. It's going to be about five minutes. And he was like, well, okay, well, what was the average? Like, I see other people in here. Like, what's the average wait time for everyone else? And he was like, an hour and a half. And he was like, so why do I get it in five minutes? And they get it now. So he opted not to eat at the restaurant. He went elsewhere just off of that because he said, I'm a regular person. I'm not trying to be getting celebrity treatment or treated like a celebrity. This is my job and I want you to do your job. You know what I'm saying? Like if the wait is an hour and a half, then let it be an hour and a half. If you're not doing takeout, then you're not doing takeout. Stand on it. If you see my wife or if you see me. So he left the restaurant. Bad review instantly because that's probably like the first time he's never had a, um, a food review after going to the actual restaurant. So instead, he told about his experience trying to order food. So that happened at the Old Lady Gang restaurant. Then he also had a second non-food non <laughs> review at another restaurant called The Real Milk and Honey. And I'm 
not from Atlanta. You know, I live in Florida, so I have no horse in this race. I just follow Keith Lee. So just like with anything else on TikTok, you can fall down that rabbit hole once you get sucked in. So I got sucked into his at his week in Atlanta looking back. And I don't even think I'm, you know, current with it or whatever. But, you know, that's how TikTok is. So anyway. I looked at all his reviews, and I said, oh, ouch. Then you started seeing, you know, just people reactions to his food reviews. And it seemed like the overall consensus was like, this is a problem in Atlanta when it comes to restaurants. And they were, like, grateful that Keith Lee brought, you know, shined light on it, for lack of a better word. And so the difference is... um. And, you know, I haven't seen where old lady gang has responded to anything, which is probably good. They're probably over there like, yo, we got to revamp, rebrand, get our shit together and then come back out. You know what I'm saying? After we rebrand and kind of save face. Who knows? Hopefully that'll be what be what they're doing. But the interesting thing is the other restaurant the real milk and honey responded with an elaborate skit like they're in a very posh looking restaurant they're like you know dressed up to the nines looking like a very well-off family and and they're like tea time i guess at the country club and they're like oh did you see this review from keith lee and they're like who's keith lee you know, champagne, caviar type of thing. So kind of tongue in cheek, tongue in cheek. And they thought maybe, you know, it was going to be like, yo, we we're better than Keith Lee or we, like our followers would recognize what we're doing and support us. So we don't care, but it actually backfired. A lot of people was like, wow, you should have took this moment for accountability Instead, you know, taking accountability within that moment instead of, um, you know, trying to diss him, I guess, or try to, you know, offend him. And so I've heard people say stuff like that's a classic example of using your emotions where you should have been using business logic or using your emotions where you should have been practicing emotional intelligence. And, um, you know, don't get me wrong, especially when I was younger, I had a low emotional intelligence IQ, but you know, we all do. We go through things, you live, you learn. The great thing is to be able to apply what you learned, right? Because they say, if you learn new things, then you have change your behavior. So there you go. So that's what I'm saying. When you take accountability, you would look at it as feedback and and constructive criticism coming from a dude who could possibly make or break your restaurant, right? So some people was like, you know, they should have hired a PR team. They should have did this. They should have did that. Keith Lee, even though I'm pretty sure he has a PR team and I'm pretty sure he has a team overall that he's building because you can see his brand is getting stronger. And I believe if I'm not mistaken, I think he's on the Food Network or if not, will be very soon on some form of Food Network doing food reviews. But um, yeah, so you see his brand growing. But I don't think that having a PR team, you know, reach out or a PR team try to fluff their image up would have helped. I think just authentic, authenticity 
like being honest, truly apologizing, like, hey, man. And you know what? We're not only, I'm not only apologizing to Keith Lee, I'm apologizing to all of our customers in the Atlanta area. Like, we didn't know that this is how you feel. And not just about our restaurant, but about the overall culture or the restaurant culture. So now what we're going to do is we're going to be the initiative and we're going to take that step to break that mold and to hear your, our customers' concerns and take active action and make change, you know? So <clears throat> even if it wouldn't have happened overnight as far as the change or the improvement, at least just the acknowledgement of the feedback given would have went a long way, right? So that's where, I don't know, I wanted to just kind of talk about that for a little bit because I thought that was interesting. Now, on the flip side of it, the irony of life. You guys, if you don't know, by now, I will repeat it again. Y'all know I'm Jamaican, right? My rap name is a whole Jamaican name, Gangali. You know, I tell you about my granny, I tell you about my family, I throw my accent. Y'all know I'm Jamaican. And even though society, just like everything else, every other race, every other culture, they try to highlight our stereotypes and try to say, like, we're very violent, we're very loud, we like to keep a machete on hand, et cetera, et cetera. But um, they never really tell you that we're very business-oriented people with high intelligence, multiple skill sets, and um, we're for the people because it's a third-world country, so we're poor. So first and foremost, we believe in family, community, break bread together, cook food, everybody eat. One chicken leg, everybody y'all gonna eat, you know? So the reason why I'm doing that I was talking about that is because that's my segue into the restaurants that got damn near perfect tens from Keith Lee were only two restaurants in Atlanta and they both were Jamaican restaurants. I don't know if y'all hear me clapping. So yes, shout out to the Jamaican restaurants that were given the kudos. And you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to pause it right here so I can get their names and give them a shout because that's what we're going to do. I'm not going to shout out the bad restaurants and not shout out the good ones. I'll be right back. Okay, so the first restaurant was called Juicy Jerk Atlanta. And I believe that was the restaurant that um, they it was inherited recently by the daughter. Yeah, so her father ran the restaurant originally, and he recently passed away. She inherited it and continued on the business. A little bit of struggles there, of course, you know, losing the patriarch, the owner, and then trying to come back from those differences. A friend of the family who owns the restaurant reached out to Keith Lee and said, hey, I see you in Atlanta this week. This would be a great restaurant. We would love for you to come out there. Told the whole backstory. It spoke to his soul. He went out there on the late night. Well, I'm not even going to say he went out there late night, but he went out there and he was pleasantly surprised not only with the food the customer service and he understood the reasoning as to why they were not as big as they were or they should be was because of 
you know, the recent mishaps, but he gave them a perfect, damn near perfect score. And the food did look good. I can't, I cannot lie. I was like, damn, the food, he getting some good jerk right there. So that was juicy jerk. Then he went to Jamaican jerk, which looked like they might've been like a lounge slash restaurant. And the thing that I liked about that post and he critiqued the food and everything, he said the food was good. The the customer service, you heard the customer service in the background. Like as he's filming and he's talking to like one person, you hear a next person come up and say, you want something for drink? You hear the next person come up, you're good, you're all right, you want to sit down? That's how we are, Jamaican people. We want to make sure you're good, you need for eat. Sit down, man, get, some, get the next place. Where food that? And they like, um she's ordering the food and she's making it like on on demand for him. At, like so this was this deep the restaurant closed at 11 it was currently 11:52 and she was in the kitchen and she didn't know who he was so there you go so he gave her not only a perfect score but he asked her what her sales for the night was like how much did you make tonight and she said well, i made 2600 i you know i spent you know i, I what well, she said she bought something for 200 her own food or bought something for 200 and then you know the customers for sales was like 2600 so she's still counting the profit as 2800 he said okay well charge my card 2875 and so she was like i don't understand i don't understand and i mean listening to her talk it reminded me of like my auntie my granny them you know like how they were like what because it's almost offensive if you try to give them more than what they feel the business require. Like say, hey, this is the work, this is the fee. And if you try to give them an extra, so keep the change, they'd be like, no, it's not, take it, take it back, give me exact. So you can see she was taken aback, like, what? No, like, and she's looking around asking people, like, what does this mean? What does this mean? Like, is should I do this? Should I do this? And everybody was like, so another patron, it looks like, I don't know the full backstory, but... It looks like she was a patron in the restaurant as well. She had an American accent, um, whereas you you could tell the owners had Jamaican accents. But anyway, nonetheless, a friend of the owner, she was in there and she said, as much as you talk about blessings, as much as you talk about being a blessing for people, this man walked in here tonight into your business and God put it on his heart to bless you tonight. You are a blessing. You are, And they just went into church in the middle of the restaurant. So I love that. I loved it. And I love that for them. So once again, shout out to Juicy Jerk and Jamaican Jerk, the two Jamaican restaurants in Atlanta where Big Up and get good receipt them and good review them from Keith Lee because that's pretty dope. Yo, he and he doesn't just, you know, he's I seen him do Italian restaurants, mom and pops, food trucks, like, you know, so many different places. So and he's not, um, it's not prepared or scripted or anything like actually he if you know him and if you he sees that he's getting a little bit of special treatment he's out of there he's leaving because that's not what he wants he wants the true authentic experience like you would give every other customer every other day so um a lot of people online are voicing their 
opinions and their frustrations and saying, hey, how, hey, they were so happy that Keith Lee expressed those same concerns that people have expressed for years about Atlanta restaurants. The crazy thing is it, because, you know, Atlanta is the, uh, you know, the black city, chocolate city, the new black Hollywood, so many different things, right? The black Mecca, they have so many different names. So a lot of people look at Atlanta like extremely bougie, extremely opulent, and a luxurious lifestyle for all people, black people in particular, right? So when you hear this, well, so when you would hear a lot of feedback over the years prior to this week's review from Keith Lee, you would hear a lot of people saying like, oh, black businesses, they be doing bad business, their customer service be whack, their menus suck, and they be act, they be trying to charge you overpriced for food that you can cook better at home yourself, blah, blah, blah. Like, And then those people would get crushed, right? They would be like, man, you a hater, shut up. Man, they just hating because they don't want the black business to thrive, right? And you'll be like, hey, I, I don't have a dog in a race, which I don't. So I would be like, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? So I haven't been there. I'm not trying to go there. So I don't know. But I will say this. Over the years, as a foodie, and this is not just black restaurants for me. It's all restaurants. I, I, um... I'm a foodie, so if I see something like on Instagram and it's like, yo, big hype, this is the latest food, I'm definitely saving it, definitely following them, definitely want to give it a try. But what I like to do in more recent times here is I prefer to wait till the hype kind of die down just a little bit because I've noticed with everything, regardless of whatever it is, the hype is what's selling it and the food sometimes is not really all of that, you know, I'm just, just my opinion. Sometimes I'm like, damn, we done spent like 250 in here and I could have made this way better at home, like, and have, you know, and, and that's another reason why I'm like, I got to chill out with the cooking sometimes because I don't be impressed when I go out. But whenever the place is like an Instagram hype type of thing, you're going to have a long wait time, of course. You're going to have sometimes shitty customer service. And this is black and white establishments. Because I'm here to tell you, I've been to both. Like Instagram worthy, etc. stuff. And it's BS all around. So I'm not even going to say like it's just black businesses. But within our community, it's really abusive. You know, when, when I've come in contact with dealing with the whole hype of like a Instagram restaurant or something that's big on, you know, TikTok. And then you go try to check out the hype. Nine times out of 10 is really just that. It's just the hype. The food might be all right. Okay, good. But did I have to wait in line for fucking eight hours for this one damn chicken wing? No. You know, I could have went home, thawed out a frozen solid chicken wing out my deep freezer, ate, took out another bag, ate again, instead of standing in a line eight hours. So it's just hype. You know what I'm saying? And by the time you get the food, you hungry. So you're going to eat that shit and be like, oh, it's good. <laughs> you know? So it is a lot of hype around it, which I'm not mad at the game. I'm not hating on the game at all. It is what it is. And then it's also like, we like Instagram worthy shit. So we're going to stand in the line and, you know, we're going to pick and choose our battles. Right. But, um, what I will say is the accountability still has to be there as, as people, right? We're dealing with the public. You're dealing with the public as a 
you know, customer service, servicing people. And, you know, they had these rules at one of the restaurants that was freaking crazy. Like, we don't have no waiting area. Go take a nap in your car. Like, how do you initiate? First of all, I, I, now, you know, regular, I've been to restaurants from like five star Michelin down to, you know, fast food chains. And yeah, they have rules. Like you've seen the no barefoot. You have to wear a shirt. If you go more opulent, they tell you, we need you in, you know, dress clothes. We need you in evening wear. We need you men to wear a jacket, ties, women, preferably in a nice dress, an evening dress or a cocktail dress. So I've seen those and I've experienced those. That's understandable because it's the culture of that restaurant is the ambiance that, that they're trying to set. And they want you to adhere to that. I get it. But it's another thing if you're just like, we're not going to provide you customer service. We, we're going to try and get you the good food. We don't care about your allergies. We don't care about the wait time. You can't have no birthday party here. You can't have no birthday dinner. You can't be here for more than an hour. You can't. Like, I don't want to come. I don't want to sit down. That's too many rules. And then it was just getting more rude and cringy as you go down the list. Like, what is this a restaurant or and then somebody said the audacity for them to say have fun at the end of the list after they ran down all the rules for the jail cafeteria. And that's what it sounded like. It sounded like you were going to be dealing with the warden and you're going to like it. No questions asked. And I think that's when it gets crazy with, um, like delusion, like, and non-accountability because clearly you're saying like, Hey, I know we suck at customer service and I know that we suck a couple of things and we're not even going to really try to fix it. So what we're going to do is tell you to deal with it. Like that's kind of crazy. And then for, uh, the most popular food critic, 14 million followers on TikTok, for you to say, oh, who is he, whatever, and then try, he, and he even said, do not go there and put no one star on their stuff if you've never been to their restaurant, don't do that, don't be disrespectful, I didn't eat the food, so I didn't have a review, but I'm just reviewing my experience of my attempt to get food, and, um, you know, people ain't listening to that, they were like, we're going right over there right now to do a one, because you see people on they put up their reaction videos. It was like, oh, as I give them a bad review as I watch this. Because that's all you need. Before the internet, they would tell you, um, yeah, because I might be telling my age right now, but I went to the high school of fashion industries. And for one of my classes was merchandising. I still remember my teacher to this day, Mr. Kramer. Loved Mr. Kramer. Awesome dude. If you can just think of like a New York Jewish man that was teaching business salesmanship, marketing, merchandising. These are all the classes that I, he's taught me, you know, throughout my various years at fashion industries. And I remember at one time it was our salesmanship class. And he started out, you know, you come in first day of class on the board. He had customers, king slash queen. So he was like, yeah, you know, we had to put the slash queen because as years went on, women buying power has changed. 
But um, yeah, the saying goes, customer is king. So meaning whatever the customer wants, the customer gets. We have to make sure that the customer is happy because guess what's going to happen? A happy customer is going to tell a few people, but an unhappy customer is going to tell everyone and anyone who will listen. And, you know, I was in high school then, so, you know, I took it in. But I was like, whatever, boom, boom, boom. So passed my classes, of course, graduated. But it wasn't really until I started doing music that I understood what he meant by that, you know? Because um, it's cool to say, hey, you know, I'm going to do music because I want to do music. But then when you get into the act of saying, I want to be a professional recording artist, I want to be a professional songwriter, sometimes you have to step you know, I'm not going to say sometimes, then you're going to have to step out of your comfort zone. And instead of writing music that you like, or just your personal immediate demographic may like, you might have to challenge yourself to write something to cast a wider net, right? So that's what it is with saying customer is king. You have to be able to tailor your product, your service to the needs of the customer, whoever that may be. Right. So, um, yeah, I'm seeing that, you know, that's comes with accountability. So you have to say, okay, this is feedback for me. I'm going to go ahead and take that back to the drawing board, redo it again, try it again, you know, but, um, without accountability, then we're running amok. And like that review that the that that restaurant gave, like, who is Keith Lee? That was the great example of ego running amok because you did not take it out. Like me, first of all, the fact that he came to my restaurant and I had a bad review, I'm crushed, but I'm immediately trying to reach out to him and be like, yo, I would not only love to have you come back, but like, let's make a thing. Like, I really want to make this up to you because we really were deep cleaning, you know, whatever, whatever was going on. And they should have done it at the hours. And I don't know, you know, whatever it is, but try to come back from it. Right. They just said, F it. And then now people, and some people are like, yeah, I ate there before and the food was good. The service was, eh. But now after this, I'm not going to go back. Some people are like, I ate there. The food was good. The service was great. The ambiance was nice. But because the way they're acting, I'm not going back. Then one of the staff, I don't know if it was a manager. I don't know if it was the owner. But someone affiliated with the restaurant said something about him being artistic, which was wild, hella crazy to me. Because what? But anyway, so... You cannot be for the people talking like that. I'm just sorry, you know? And you just see a lot of it. Like, I remember years ago, years ago, we attempted, Colossal and I, to go to whatever restaurant this was in Atlanta, which was big, ironically, like on real... um, Love and Hip Hop Atlanta at the time. So it was like a club where Scrappy and them was at and, you know, everyone was filming in there. So, of course, it's a hot spot. We pulled into the parking lot. The energy was wow. 
crazy. Like, I'm not even going to lie. First of all, it was like a festival weekend. It was AC3 Festival. We was up there for, for the festival. We performed, you know, we going to the different events. So now we're like, yo, we're going to do some shit for the gram and go to this restaurant too. Because, you know, it was like the Love and Hip Hop restaurant shit be jumping. The parking lot was crazy. So crazy that we got into a fender bender in the damn parking lot. And then the dude tried to... No, nothing was even damaged. Like, our rental car wasn't damaged. Dude's car wasn't damaged. But he still tried to get money out of us. Try to talk about, hey, I follow you to the ATM and you... Listen, bro. We about to... We, it's about to go down in this parking lot. You know? And I said, nah, we're not doing that. What I will do is call the police and have them file a report and we can handle it that way because you bugging. And then, you know, he started switching up where he was like, okay, well, we don't got to call the police. Yeah, we will. Because if you're saying that I hit you, then I need to file the report. You know what I'm saying? I'm not playing those games with you. So that was enough. We didn't even get inside the restaurant, okay, because of all the bullshit in the parking lot. We was like, man, this is some bull- I don't even want to go in there. Cause- and you could just feel the energy and the vibrations. And it just wasn't for us. And that was probably one of the few attempts that we made to go to one of the, um, you know, highlighted Instagram celebrity restaurants or whatever. The parking lot was lit. The joint was jumping, but it was a lot of low vibration just in the parking lot. So I was like, I don't even know if I want to go in there, you know? So if, And that was a few years ago. So if Atlanta is anything or these experiences that people are having at these restaurants or anything like that, I can empathize with them because I can kind of see what they're talking about. But um, I just thought it was interesting. I actually, if you ask me, I like Atlanta, you know, especially like my memories of just, you know, running through Wild It Out when it was like a simpler time in Atlanta. I'm not going to lie to you and say that I've been to Atlanta recently, but I'm also not going to lie to you and say that I won't go back to Atlanta. You know what I'm saying? Like everyone's experience is definitely up to the individual, you know? So I wouldn't say Keith Lee kept me out of Atlanta or I'm not going to try any restaurants would I go back there eventually? But um, it just was eye-opening because a few months ago, they were complaining about, like, hairstylists in Atlanta, how they charge crazy, they're rude, they want you to have your hair washed and blow-dried and conditioned and straightened before you get to them. So they basically just styling your hair for a thousand dollars, no hair care, no maintenance, like, you know, so they were saying that, um, a lot of those stylists would be arguing with the customers, cussing them out, being rude when you try to reach out to ask them a question about an appointment. So it was just kind of discerning to consumers and they say, Hey, you know, fuck it. I'll go on YouTube and figure it out. And some people are like, you know, I'll travel outside of Atlanta to get my hair done and I'll come back because this is crazy. So they started talking about that a few months ago, like on TikTok, et cetera. And I was like, well, damn, what the hell is going on in the black Mecca? So I pose a question. Could it be now I don't have any dog in any race. And I don't think this question that I'm about to pose is just for Atlanta. It's not. It's just for us as the community 
of people of color. Could it be to see another person that looks like us, meaning another black person, another person of color, it just like instantly lowers your level of respect for them? I don't know. Because there's something going on there where we got to treat each other better. I told you this episode or two back that one of my recent personal developments that I'm working on is to, you know, meet people, A, physically and emotionally where they're at. Meaning that if someone's walking up, don't look away. You can say hello, you know. If someone is giving you a bad vibe, acknowledge that and move the fuck on. You don't need to sit here and figure out what's wrong with them, you know, but give people their space to be right without judgment. And then also be friendly. Like you could say, hello, I'm not going to chase you down to say hello, but I'll say hello and I'll, Hey, how you doing? Look you in the eye. Hey, how you doing? Are you okay? Good. Have a good one. You know, it doesn't hurt. So I'm not going to say every day is perfect with my um, personal growth, but I do see a lot of warm reception, and I think that we need more of that. We need to take a little bit more time out with ourselves. So black-on-black people interaction, and I'm not just talking about a relationship or friendship, just the community. Like, you see a person that's black walking past you know, as long as they don't look crazy, they look like they're trying to harm you and no shit and vice versa. You, you know, you're not trying to harm nobody. You can just say, Hey, a, a head nod. Hello. How you doing? And give each other that common courtesy, you know, that we would give other races, you know, that we would want other races to give us, you know? So it starts there. And if we, I don't know, just like if that is really a big thing in Atlanta where the restaurants are like, F customers, we don't care about what you want or whatever the case is or customer service, we, you won't pay us anyway, then, then it's going to be up to the people to start saying, hey, like I deserve better. So I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to patronize, play. I don't care if it's black owned. I'm not going to patronize it if the customer service is poor. And honestly, I have friends like that now that they'd be like, man, I don't give a fuck because it's a black owned. Some of them niggas be poor customer service, poor quality service. Like, nah, I'm good. And then, you know, you can't fault them. You know, you'd be like, damn, I tried to come and patronize your restaurant, but now you being rude. Try to patronize your restaurant, but I'm seeing fucking roaches. You know what I'm saying? Like, we got to get on top of that. We can't be thinking that shit is okay and that people, they're supposed to come because they're black, you know, or they're supposed to come because my food is good. There's so many other places that people can go to. So we just got to be a little bit more discerning and, and keep our customer base in mind. I'm talking like I got a freaking restaurant. Once again, I have no dog in this race. No dog in this race at all. But I just wanted to um, bring that, talk about that for a little bit and talk about accountability because even with Keith Lee, in his reviews, none of his reviews were negative to me because he just, 
he's really like a stenographer, meaning that he's just reporting what happens. If the food is salty, he's like, this is salty. If the food has no seasoning, he's like, this, I taste nothing. If the food is good, he's reacting, you know? But also, I would say, like, he took accountability because he was like, you know, I tried to call. They said, no, that's okay. Well, we'll go down there. Okay, well, we'll go in there. Okay, so I did everything I could do. I'm not, you know, I'm not bashing him. And in no way, form of shape or form do I want you to bash him. I'm just telling you how my review went or did, it didn't go. So he took accountability. It was really nothing for him to take accountability for, honestly. But he took accountability into the fact of like, hey, it wasn't a good experience, but I'm still not saying it's their fault. I'm just telling you what happened. Um, but um, after he had that happen to him the second time, because it happened to him twice, and anyone who watches his show or watches his channel knows that he's never, and I'm just sitting here thinking, like, I don't think he's ever had a, a review where he's like, I didn't get the food and this is why until he got to Atlanta. And I, I think he's on a food tour right now. So I think that was just one of his stops, but he's been quite a few places and people are gracious. They're welcoming their customer services on a thousand. It'll be like, a food truck. I remember one video he put up. It was a food truck. The dude's phone was sus like disconnected or temporarily suspended. And he's like, I'm just out here trying to, you know, sell my food and keep going so that way I can get my phone back on so I can get a little bit more things going. But I'm still out here. And somebody was like, yo, you need to go check him out. His food was busting. He went out there. The food was busting. Put it this way, by the end of the week, the dude's phone was on, the line was around the corner, and the parking lot was jam-packed. Yeah, that's the type of stuff that, that that guy does. So, I don't know, I feel like, you know, they could have, um, even out of the bad review or lack of food review, they could have spun it with some great, like, you know what I'm saying, hey, apology, like, oh man, now, and then within that apology, listen to the community that you serve their gripes as well and address it all in one pretty package and be like, I heard you guys, Keith Lee, oh man, there's, there's nothing we could even say about that, but we apologize about that experience you had at our restaurant as well as we hear you, Atlanta. We hear we want us to do better. We're going to do better. We're going to be taking calls online. We're going to have our own drivers to deliver the food. Something to compensate for whatever the complaints were. But, um, yeah, so that was very interesting. Very, very interesting. But this one's not going to be a, a long one. You know, so I'm not going to um, hold you guys long. I just want to really just talk about that, like, and how, you know, Keith Lee had them in shambles a couple of weeks ago in Atlanta. And I was like, dang. Now, there's another dude on, but I watch him on YouTube. Ah, I can't think of his name right now. I might have to pause to find his name. But he does food reviews as well. And... I feel like he recently went to Atlanta as well and kind of had like a similar 
experience. So also to piggyback on that, he's he went so viral with this Atlanta segment of his tour that Cardi B chimed in and she said, yo, he's not lying. It's so true. And she said, like, she always says to her husband, it's like a whole event to try to get food out here. Like, what's up with the food restaurants? It's like, these, these dudes don't want to make money because... If it was New York, they don't even care if it's two, three in the morning. They'll get like you if they there, you coming in, they cooking the food. Like they don't care. So you go there and it'd be like they be closed on the most random days. And this is me just paraphrasing Cardi B. Okay. So she was like, they close on the most random days. They um you know, they, they'll be like, say that if you go online, it says it's open to five. You go to the back, we close, you know, no delivery. You go on DoorDash. They said, oh, you got to order through DoorDash. You go on DoorDash. You can't order it. So she was like, yo, it's a whole event to the point that she has to name drop. Like whoever's ordering the food got to be like, yo, this food's for Cardi B in order for them to like give good customer service and take the order. So that lets you know right near there that she basically confirmed what Keith Lee says. She's on the other side of it. Now they, Keith Lee wants to come in from the regular customer off the street side and get that experience. And he got it. Whereas Cardi B says she, to avoid even that, she has to name drop in order to order food and people like, you know, oblige and do it to go plate or delivery or whatever the hell. That's crazy because that says that you're only living for the celebrities, right? Not the regular working people. Somebody like, you know what? I'm on my way home from work. I want to go ahead and stop at so-and-so spot, pick up some shrimp and grits, whatever. No, because you can't just order ahead while you're driving home from work or be like, you know, at the light. And pick up your phone and order on DoorDash. And it'd be like, okay, boom. I'm going to get to the store in 30 minutes. My food should be ready by then. You can't even get that. To me, I don't understand that, though. I don't know. I'm grateful I live in Florida. I'll put it like that. But the all the complaints online was very interesting to me. Because I'm like, how is that? Like, why is that? Like, every restaurant has the same or similar protocol. No one is really dealing with DoorDash or Uber like that or any type of delivery option and barely you can get it to go at majority of the restaurants. So that's very interesting because like who is that set up for? And then you have to name drop to get a decent plate and then it to be to go. Whoo, that's a lot. Now, I'm not going to say that Atlanta is the only place like that. I just think that Atlanta is so focused on being opulent and living up to the lifestyle and the name that they created for themselves that they operate in on a 24 hour, seven days a week, opulent, luxurious lifestyle basis. But it can be kind of like, I don't know, hard or looked at as unfair to the regular average person who's just trying to get something to eat or also enjoy the 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 ambiance and the restaurant and maybe get a couple of Instagram photos as well and they're paying their money for it. So it's it's that's an interesting um observation, you know. So I was looking at that and I was like, wow. 
that's interesting. So, you know, being that it, the real, because don't get me wrong. I love Atlanta. I literally was going to, it was either Atlanta or Florida. And if Atlanta got snow right around the time that I was looking at moving. And that's what said Florida. Because I'm tired of snow. So I love Atlanta. I love it out there. I still look at it out there like, damn, like we might have to still grab up some real estate out there because in some instances, it's more affordable out there than where we're at, you know? So yeah, so I love Atlanta. It's not a place that I don't hold in my heart. I have a lot of good memories out there and I have a lot of beautiful people that I love out there in Atlanta, you know? So no way, shape, or form of fashion am I at all bashing. I'm just interested in the accountability factor and, you know, yeah, the accountability accountability factor because patrons clearly been having these complaints about various restaurants throughout the city for years now that had went unheard or have been met with aggression, strong rebuttals, you know, like, you know, or whatever. And in other cases, it's like, they just kind of feel like they have to deal with it because they don't have no other option. Like, what are you going to do? Drive four hours to get a decent meal because customer service is poor? You're just going to deal with it, right? Sometimes, and I've been to a place or two like that where you'd be like, I hate that bitch at the front desk, but as soon as my chicken come out, my life has changed. (laughs) So I've, Maybe because I'm a foodie and I'm greedy, but few and far between because I cannot, I refuse to believe that you can be angry and cook with love. So that's just not going to work together and I'm not trying to eat that. So there you go. But, um, yeah, I think what I'm going to use just because to let you know that I have no horse in this race. So I don't really, it's just an observation post or episode and really showing you the Keith Lee effect or showing me. And I just wanted to share that with you because it can go either way, right? I literally seen a guy with a food truck hit millions, not only on his Instagram, but in real life because of the Keith Lee effect. Now this restaurant in particular that chose to go against his review and try to attack him personally It's on the other side, right? They get in the other side of the Keith Lee effect. And that's very deep, right? Because like Mr. Kramer said to me when he was my high school teacher, you know, not only is customers king, you have to remember that, you know, your customer is also the boss, which is basically saying the same thing. So if you don't recognize their wants and needs, then just be prepared to fail. If you try to combat their feedback, their, you know, whatever experience, just be prepared to fail. And it's true. So this right here was very interesting to see the positive side of the Keith Lee effect, which is shout out to Jamaican jerk and juicy jerk out in Atlanta. And then seeing also the breakfast, or excuse me, 
the dining experience. It was a few places out there that got some really good views. Like I seen one place, the dining experience, the girl, a girl on TikTok literally went out there 24 hours after Keith Lee left. The joint was out the door. So it was, it's not a, you know, not just the two Jamaican restaurants that got good reviews, but, um, what stood apart and what made those restaurants that got the good reviews stand apart was definitely they hit all three. They hit, well, two out of the three at the very minimum that mattered. And that's where he would come in with the third. So they had that customer service and they had good food and he helped them with the marketing. And that's it, free marketing, because he doesn't charge for that. He's actually paying you for the food, critiquing it. If it's good, he's sending people your way. Like, you can't lose with that, right? Like, that was a big bag that got fumbled. But hopefully, somewhere down the line, instead of talking about autism and talking about um who's popular, who's not, maybe just take the feedback, apply it and apply accountability. But like they would say, welcome to Atlanta where the players play. (laughs) And, um, I don't know. I'm used to Atlanta being Southern comfort, a lot of welcoming people, a lot of just, but I guess when I go to Atlanta, I'm seeing family and friends. So my experience might be a little different. Like I'm not really going to the clubs and going out and about unless I'm performing. And even with that, the experience still will be a little different than me just hanging out. Right. But, um, yeah, I'm going to leave y'all just because I said that I'm going to leave y'all with ludicrous. Welcome to Atlanta. I think it's ludicrous, right? And Jermaine Dupree. Yeah. That's the Atlanta I remember. You know, so I'm going to bring it back to that. I don't know. I'm not bashing Atlanta. I haven't been out there in a minute and I definitely will be back, you know, but, um, who seems like the people out there having a warm time with restaurants and ordering their food ahead. So I don't know. Hopefully this whole experience and having the world look, cause I've seen women as far as like Japan commenting about their experience at that restaurant and just overall Keith Lee and how they support him all over, all all around the world. And not just black people, because, you know, a lot of people tend to think that if it's, if you're black, then instantly your net is smaller. Like you can't possibly cast a wide net. You'd be surprised. You'd be surprised. So yeah. And his net is wide. And a lot of people are looking at Atlanta sideways. Like what is going on? Like, and uh, some people are like, Oh, Atlanta, you don't got to worry about me. I'm not coming out there for nothing. Cause I'm a foodie. I like to eat and I can't order ahead and blah, blah, blah. And, You know, yeah, I'm all for small businesses. You know, I have one. I'm all for it. Support each other. And it's hard, you know, especially when you're doing a service for the people. But um, let's in the future take that, I am anyway, as a lesson to be like, hey, even if it's, you know, not shining a good light on me, still look for the opportunity to flip it and shine a positive light on the situation because that's how we'll win in the end. And then, you know, especially if you are applying that feedback, people see that and they see that growth, you know, and then customers will come back and they'll be like, you know what? They, they weren't shit at first, but they 
that Keith Lee review got them together. They got their customer service right. They doing to-go orders now. Like, whatever it is that needed to be fixed, and maybe that might be a, um, a way to go, you know? But um, I don't know. We'll see. I, I don't even know if I'm going to go out there um, anytime soon. I have a couple of to-do things or a couple of to-go places on my list before I get back to Atlanta, per se. But who knows? I might get invited out to the perform or something, and I'll be more than happy to come because I do love Atlanta. Don't get me twisted. However, and I had a couple of good spots that I went to, you know, and I probably will go check out the, the two Jamaican jerk spots. I'm not going to lie because both of them looked very nice. So I'm going to check those out when I possibly come out there, God willing. But in the meantime, I'm going to be out. I'm not going to hold y'all hostage on this one long. I just thought it was very interesting and I wanted to share that with you and say like, hey, am I reaching? Y'all tell me. Am I reaching to saying like, hey, you know, this is a, a, a great example in accountability or lack thereof, you know, because they fumbled the ball on a big opportunity and then fumbled the ball again by not acknowledging their original fumble, you know, and making it worse for them. Did I make it worse? Can stuff like that make it worse? Am I reaching or is it just like, hey, you can have your built in you know, following and you can live off of that. You could thrive off of that and you don't need to expand. You don't need to grow. You're good. Cause some people might say that, but hey, I'm good right where I'm at, you know? So I don't know. I'll leave it there on that, but definitely feel free to reach out. I like how you guys and ladies and gentlemen have been reaching out to me lately and giving me like, you know, your insights, your, you know, your, your opinions. I appreciate it. Cause that lets me know that you guys are out there with me. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And, um, yeah, the best place to go, like reals talk, like I post all of my episode, or at least the link constant link is on the, she can talk podcast Instagram. And it's just that one word. She can talk podcast. So you go up there, you'll see like all my episodes. I'll post those like whenever I drop them, but the link is in the bio and you can go up there and you can click on a link, link to the episode. Also you can message that page, the Instagram that she can talk, like anything related to any episodes, you know, cause a lot of people be like, well, where can I hit you at? Like people hit me on Kalini wings talking about she can talk. And I think that's my fault. Once again, y'all accountability, right? So I've gotten that feedback. I'm going to go ahead and apply that feedback. So you guys, if you, whenever y'all hear me say, I want to hear from y'all, want to hear what y'all think, share your opinions, share your feedback about this episode or any episode, do it on the IG She Can Talk podcast page. Cause that way I can get right back to you. I know exactly. Cause you know, there's some scammers out there and some weirdos trying to sell you Forex and, um, cartoon animation. So I try to weed through all that, vet through all of that. But if you just go over to the She Can Talk podcast, Instagram, with any of your like conversations about the episode, any questions also, any suggestions for an episode? If you're like, yo, I think you should do an episode about this. Hey, how do you feel about this? I want to hear you talk about this. Bring it on over to the She Can Talk podcast. So that's how I wanted to, um, that's the thing I wanted to tell y'all as well. Because I've gotten that feedback. I've had people kind of hitting me all over the place, which is cool. Because it lets me know that you're following me, you're listening to me. But a lot of people are like, we didn't even know you had a She Can Talk Instagram. So there you go. Okay, if you go over to doughrecords.com, 
All the links will be there. But in particular, the She Can Talk podcast Instagram. You'll get all the links to all episodes. And if you message me up there, they come directly to me. There's no admin, no receptionist. I don't have an intern yet. But it will come to me. So I directly get those messages. And we are directly conversating back and forth about whatever topics and discussions or feedback you have for me. Okay. So I do look forward to hearing from y'all. Keep the comments coming. Keep the suggestions coming. I definitely do appreciate that. And tell me, After all of that rambling with this episode, with accountability, just like even myself at the end, I had to rein in some accountability for my brand and say, Hey, look, I have to let you guys know that I've gotten that feedback about where do you want me to leave the message? Where do you want me? I don't know where to leave the message at to tell you if I like this episode or not. So there you go. So I applied my feedback And I've taken hold of my accountability. And I hope that we all do going forward out there into the world, you know. Because sometimes the truth or the feedback or the critique may hurt right then and there in that space. But then as you grow from it and you realize that, hey, it was a learning lesson and it was for the better. Then it just makes you a better person. It makes you a stronger person too, you know. So if we don't give ourselves that grace to not only accept the feedback but ability to apply it then we're not willing to grow and you know then we'll have four star well excuse me we'll have two star and one star reviews like that restaurant and we don't want that right and it's always an opportunity to change because i've like like keith lee proves every day you can have a one-star restaurant and just the right person comes through or the right situation happens and can switch your world around now you five-star dining You know, and I believe that's not only for restaurants, but that's for people as well. I believe that we can do that. We can switch around and do a 360 and pivot into any type of life we want to live. So let's do it. Let's get that popping. All right, y'all. I'll talk to y'all long enough. I thought this was a pretty chill episode. Y'all tell me what y'all think once again over at the She Can Talk podcast IG. And um, once again, I'm Colleen, a.k.a. Gongly MC. And um, you know my motto by now. If you don't, I'm going to give it to you anyway. Hey, if you like it, tell a friend. If you don't like it, tell a friend because it's not going to hurt me either way. Okay. So until next time, y'all, y'all stay blessed. Y'all stay loved. And I'll talk to y'all later from my mouth to your ears. I love you. Peace. Welcome to Atlanta. Hammers and bows back to the Mackin and the clothes adolescents packing a, f- a knock on the door who is it i would happen to know the one with the flow who did it, it was me i suppose jd in the rolls and looters in the cut supreme skating down old net tucked and lean just spleen as a matter of fact i your team no blood on the sneaks gotta keep it so my kicks is clean i get the cream cops see me flick my beams i'm allergic to doc prescribed antihistamines oink oink pig pig do away with the pork only silver i need a steak knife and a fork did you forget your f- manners i'm bruce with banners ludicrous johnny rockets when i f- the cannon the woolly mammoth saber tooth bite your tongue i won't stop until i'm rich as the whites will come i pull up in a black lotus your plaques are bogus so i stripped them off the wall waiting for my cue to corner pocket eight ball you rack them up on big paper like pancakes stacking them up in fact i'm slapping them up 
Cadillac in the truck. I can't lose with 22s. That's what's up. Running in the back, the better than the aqueduct. Chilling in the middle, 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 in Welcome to Atlanta where the players play And we ride on them things like every day Big beats hit streets, see gangsters roaming And parties don't stop till 8 in the morning Welcome to Atlanta where the players play And we ride on them things like every day Big beats hit streets, see gangsters roaming uh-huh. And parties don't stop yeah. till 8 uh-huh. in the morning Now the party don't start till I walk in And I usually don't leave until the thing is But uh-huh. in the meantime, in between time You work your thing, I work mine I've been putting it down here since 83 Since the Lake Show MD rivalry When Frozen Paradise was the place to be If you was riding, you was bumping the homie Shy I'm the MVP, most ballin' player uh-huh. Make my own rules, call me the mayor Monday night, gentlemen's club Tuesday night, I'm up in the velvet room getting up Wednesday, I'm at Stroker's on lean Thursday, jump clean, then I fall up in cream Friday, shot bar Kaya with Frank Ski Right on the floor is where you can find me Saturday, is off the heezy for sheezy You can find me up in one tweezy Sunday, is when I get my sleep in Cause on Monday, we be at it again Holla, Welcome to Atlanta where the players play And we ride on them things like every day Big beats hit the streets, see gangsters roaming And parties don't stop till 8 in the morning Welcome to Atlanta where the players play And we ride on them things like every day Big beats hit the streets, see gangsters roaming And parties don't stop till 8 in the morning Welcome to Atlanta where the players play And we ride on them things like every day Big beats hit the streets, see gangsters roaming And parties don't stop till 8 in the morning Welcome to Atlanta where the players play And we ride on them things like every day Big beats hit streets, see gangsters roaming And parties don't stop till 8 in the morning Sid, Sadi, I think we showed them a hell of a time What you Man, about you? hell yeah, we showed them a Thanks good time Thanks for showing me around, shawty Yeah, yeah definitely did yeah.